potential for the disastrous rise of this space power exists. Look, I'm going to uh, shirt front. Welcome back to another episode of the Brass Monkey Pod on a day that has seen Guy Fieri offer to feed the masses ready to inundate Area 51 to discover whether we do or do not house the remnants of some alien spacecrafts or creatures. That may or may not inform one of our topics on today's pod, but before we get stuck into it, I want to know, Mr. Mark Reed, who is your favourite celebrity chef? Sozwa, I'm fantastic and... Thanks for putting that question to me. My favorite celebrity chef, um, it would have to be a plural chefs because they form the one sort of um, the one sort of team, and that would be wow. Maggie Beer yeah. and I believe his name Simon from the Cook and the Chef on. Round of applause! Insert round of applause. That's a great show. Has been for. Feels like it's been around since I was in nappies. I don't know. It's been around for a while. And uh, an institution of the Australian culinary scene, you'd have to say. It is. It was a fixture on my wife and I's um, early part of our marriage when we were living in Sydney. Yeah. Yeah, We used to come home after work, a long day of work, and I think it started about 5.30. We chuck it on and cook dinner. It's a it's a great show. How about yourself, mate? Do you do you have someone else other than the dynamic duo of Maggie and Simon? Well, yeah, it's got my head reeling through many over the years. I just want to um, stop you there and just just ask what what do you think? What is the one of the main tips you've taken away from your sessions watching with M? Well, I'm quite a cook, as we've discussed on the podcast um, previously. I fancy myself quite a quite a solid person in the kitchen. What have I learned? Yeah. Um, I reckon it's the basics, Sozwa. I think it's things like seasoning, when and what, when and not to, you know, how to, you know, cook things the right way. You know, like basic things. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, sealing, yeah, yeah. sealing, how to, how to make a marinade, yeah, how to the, make the a... four ingredients to a marinade, things of this nature. Yeah, exactly. So, acid, fat, you know, all the rest of yeah. it. Yeah, but the thing is, is I'm quite a strange person uh, when it comes to food and touching food. I can't crack eggs. Whoa, hang on. <laughs> this is an exclusive. Stop the phone. Hold the phone. What I need more, please. Explain. Can't crack eggs. They freak me out. Um, what part so of it? Bring, Just all bring of Emma it. In, in for that. Yeah, the whole part of cracking an egg. I can do it, but the thought of cracking an egg just is actually making me feel really weird right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I can't crack an egg and I can't uh, touch raw chicken, which I think is a common one. Raw chicken. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have weird things like that. I don't like to... I don't like to, you know, when you get a cooked chicken, a roast chicken, I hate pulling the chicken apart. Oh, yeah. So, um, my part, my wife gets on that. Um, does Cleo, does Cleo just hook into that? Is that something she'll just do really comfortably? Yeah. yeah same with Emma. I wonder why. Yeah, she loves it. I wonder it. why, you know, two guys have trouble with that. Um, there's got to be something Yeah, no, there. it's interesting. I, I, I can sort of understand the raw chicken thing, um... I've got weird other things like not food related, no, but like, yeah. yeah. And I'm probably, we all do, but like just while we're on the topic, you know, like 
cotton wool. Oh, shit. Like, you know, cotton wool little balls? Ah, uh, cotton, yeah, in a ball. Yeah, yeah, horrible. Yeah. Like my teeth can't, can't touch them. Cannot touch I them. I that's making people, the listeners' teeth hurt. Does it make your teeth feel sort of like chalk on a blackboard? It does a bit. And I'm just like super paranoid about it getting caught on my nails or something. It <laughs> makes no sense, but... It's it's like your egg thing, mate. Yeah, there's, there's very is. little sense to be had with these things. Um, so back back um, to TV chefs. Yes, TV chefs. Mm. Yes, yeah, sorry, we digress or I digress, mate. Um, on the spot, it makes me think back to probably my earliest memory of a cook on television. Um, I don't know if you remember. I'm sure you will remember the show Yan Can Cook. Yan Can Cook. No, not coming to her. Like, it's wow. not yelling out, but was Yan Hawaiian? Uh, he, he might have been, yeah. I think he was Chinese. Oh, Yan can cook. Yes. Okay, so I know. Yeah. Yes, great. Love it. Yeah, so that's sort of going back many a year. Um, I didn't really pick up much because I was at a young age, but I did find myself watching it a fair bit. So shout out to Yan if you're if you're still with us. Yeah, shout out to Yan. We're really in the era of um, celebrity chefs. Uh, another cook to mention if we're going to go down this road, which we have to. Why uh, not? Why not? Anthony Bourdain. Like you know, you think of these these oh. sort of people. For sure, for sure. And were you a fan of Mr. Bourdain? Um, as a journalist, I'm a, I was a fan. You know, like as a yep. reporter slash journalist sort of I, person i was a fan of him yeah sure did you so did you get into his shows and whatever yeah i um, loved like, it loved it see i i feel like i've missed out um and i don't know why i haven't watched them or got into them it seems like it'd have everything i'd like um the guy seems like a legend i've watched snippets here and there but it hasn't got me what am i missing out on what am yeah, i yeah missing? you're missing out on a real life uh real life travel show that goes to parts of, you know, um, countries and things like that, that's different to other travel shows, I'd say. One of my favourite sort of ones in, in memory, I can remember, uh, cannot speak, remember watching was one where he went to Vietnam and he went through all the landmines that are still in the ground and things like that over there. And he did a full comprehensive yeah. look into that. Okay. Wasn't much cooking, wasn't much okay. on the food in that show. And he did always seem really genuine for his love of getting on the road in the world. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, no, that's 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 what people tend to say, and they the way that people describe their love for him and his show and stuff. It's just I'm missing something clearly because yeah, it may not be just the right amount of spices and herbs for Soz, but I think I'll give it another go. Let's let's say that, but um. Let's move right along and let the listeners know what we've got going on on the show today. As mentioned at the top, we're going to get stuck into this Area 51. Um, people are, are getting ready to invade it, I believe, on September. September so we'll, we'll look into what's going on there. We want to continue uh, the Brass Monkey investigation into Jeffrey Epstein and the saga surrounding him. And then... We'll do a couple of... We might do a couple of our regular segments. We've got um, India going to space. There's a few things we want to get through today. But, mate, we'll, um, 
We'll start off by throwing to a clip to sort of give the listeners context with regards to this whole Area 51 situation, shall we? Oh, so this is crazy too. More than a million people, I don't know if you saw this, have signed up on Facebook with the intention of storming Area 51. This is the military facility in the Nevada desert where many believe UFOs and evidence of alien life is kept. The event is called Storm Area 51. They can't stop all of us. <laughs> Maybe not, but they can stop some of you. And the Air Force had to put out a statement warning people not to storm them. Area 51 is an open training range for the U.S. Air Force, and we would discourage anyone from trying to come. The U.S. Air Force always stands ready to protect America and its assets. And if the Air Force can't stop them, why, they'll send in the Space Force to finish the job. And... All right, thank you, Jimmy Kimmel, for that. Um, yeah, so, mate. Let's get your thoughts first. What's going on here? Sounds interesting, to say the least. Disclosure, Soz. It's disclosure in the words oh. of David Wilcock. D-word. We yep. are on the cusp of, as a public, finding out that we've been living with aliens. How exciting. Very exciting. Very <laughs> exciting. I, I, sense, I sense some sarcasm, but please continue. Well, I'm an alien believer, definitely. Uh, yeah. And I am all for this. Do I think it's a psyop to try and take our ears and eyes off what's happening with Jeffrey Epstein, Prince Andrew, and everything happening there? Possibly, I do. But one... No, there's something else far, far greater and obvious that's doing that, which we'll get to later. Yes, we will. But um, 1.4 million people have signed up to this uh, petition to say that they're going... I'm on the petition. I'm getting my plane ticket as we speak so we so I can be front row as one of the first sort of stormers. Um, yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, I think it's fantastic, as I think everything is fantastic. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think it's uh, not going to happen, unfortunately, but I think it's a beautiful uh, thing to imagine, you know, a couple million people storming Area 51 and just coming out dancing with some aliens listening to... Um, I'm blue, bada bee, bada boo, bye. Yes, yes, the uh, classic. Eiffel, Eiffel 65. Eiffel 65, yes, of course. No, yeah, fully, man. Like, it's an interesting one, eh? Because there's an element of comedy to it, sort of. But um, mm. you know there's going to be a faction there that are full-on serious no matter what. Like 50 um, people, do you think? Nah, yeah, I know what you mean. But yeah, there'll be a few of them. It's, it'll just be interesting, like, what happens if they do storm it? Do they just, you know? Well, that... Do they get knocked off or... Yeah, well, that brings me a question I mean, to put to you. What level of people, what number of people do you think turning up there would make this a serious thing for you? A million sounds great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if a million turned up, I, I'd be like, oh, good effort. Yeah. I mean, it, it, to be honest, even if 100,000 turned up, I'd be pretty impressed. To be honest, if 10 people decided to bloody ram raid Area 51, I'd be impressed. Yeah, definitely. And Now that I've thought about it. Yeah, and for me, this sort of touches on just something a little bit annoying, and I don't know whether you feel like this is... We pay for all this shit. Like, Area 51, well, you know, the American people pay for it. Like, that's ours. If we want to know what the fuck is going on in there, 
We should be able to know what is going on in there. Do you not feel the same? Ah, oh, man, I feel so strongly about that. And but I feel like that ex- sentiment extends to all areas of government. Like, how can it possibly be that we hire them to do, you know, our bidding and our best interest, but then they turn around and can say, it's not in your interest to know? I cannot fathom that. Like, we've hired you. If we want to know whatever we want to know, we'll know it because otherwise you can get lost sort of a thing. But, I mean, that hasn't happened for, for years, forever. But, yeah, the concept um, is terrible. It rubs me the wrong way, that's for sure. Me too. So... Well, let's just so like even when there's even when there's for instance when there's redacted stuff in you know whatever it is this part's redacted how the hell can they do that like if the public wants to know the public should get to know and who decides who's in the public public interest it's only ever the person who stands to profit from it that um deems it not in the public interest you know what i mean yeah definitely so say there is aliens say there are aliens in there um, and you know, it comes out that 1 million people turn up and all hell breaks loose and they haven't told us that there's been aliens in there. What do you think their reasoning would be for not telling us? Oh, well, well, I wouldn't believe anything they told us for one, but what, what do I think they would say? So um, why do you think so? Like it comes out and we're all outraged. There's just been aliens chilling there, listening to Eiffel 65, um, yep. just techno, basically house music, non-stop, yes, strobe yes. lights everywhere. Um, Nick skits, mixes, yes. and hot, hottest hits, seven. Yeah, and they're just fun yep. dudes and dudettes. What would you yeah. What would you say would be the reasoning um, for the government not to tell us? And why do you think the not, government would have made the call not to tell us? Two, yeah, different questions there. I would say I'll take the latter first. I think the reason they the reason they haven't told us is because religion is the biggest controlling mechanism uh, used in the whole world, and it would seriously undermine so much of the power of the church. Yes. Um, so that's sort of on that hand and what i think they'll tell us is oh i don't know what what uh, because they couldn't they couldn't possibly be honest and say that so i i couldn't even hazard a guess as to what they would that what they'd try and tell us what do you reckon i reckon they'd say that they did it for our safety uh but i think the world would start to implode as soon as we discovered there's aliens i strongly believe Do because reckon? people have religion as such a safe religion's like a warm blanket for a lot of the population and obviously aliens yep. coming out blows a lid on religion um as what we know it um as there being god and the story that's been told so yep. that control which you Come discussed i think just yeah. instantly instantly disappears here's here's another thing i think the church would pivot as they do every decade um and sort of try and say that oh no it is actually included in the bible see here 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 and here and they'll just interpret it in a way that now includes aliens in do you know what i mean so 
oh, actually, it's always been in there. So everything is as it was, as you were, mm. you know? That's what I, because, yeah, I don't, they won't give up their, um, they won't give up that power uh, very quickly. And I also think that there's a predisposition to willful ignorance for full-on true believers. So, like, like they could literally hear whatever they could hear um i don't even know like it wouldn't matter what they heard they would still believe in what they've been told indoctrined basically yeah you could tell them that um a whale has become the president of the (laughs) united states or something and they're like yeah yeah all good for sure for sure. Bad example, but no, um, I know what you do you mean. catch my drift? I know what you mean. Yeah. So, so say there's the aliens in there and, um, you know, we find out that the aliens are there. Do you think these aliens are the BDI aliens, like the little aliens, or are we talking reptilians? <laughs> well, through my, from what I can put together from the years that I've, you know, been looking into this sort of stuff, there's... I think between five and seven different races of aliens. Sure, I've heard um, that. Yeah, and some being um, benevolent, some being malevolent. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I think, I, and I sort of, uh, you know, without actually having met one, to my knowledge, I, I sort of subscribe to that thinking. So, is it possible that the reptilian shapeshifters are sort of running the whole planet and that these are sort of nice aliens that they're hiding um, underground that could potentially be helping us in our current world that would kind of make sense but yeah it's yeah <laughs> I, I don't know but you know like I don't know either I'm yeah. just throwing I'm just throwing stuff out here obviously a bit of a bit nah of, nah love let's let's bloody crank up the speculation I am just thinking um, I've been looking at a lot of reptilians lately and a lot of stuff on reptilians and things like that how apparently they control the royal family and the and the um yeah and the Catholic Church and the government and all of that and then you think okay so if the reptilians are doing that well um possibly we've got some really nice aliens hidden somewhere that have come to this earth and the reptilians are sort of in a secret battle with them yeah yeah no I I sort of. Yeah, without saying I, I believe that, I, I feel that there could be merit in that <laughs> based on very little. But Yeah, I'd like to think that some of these aliens are really cool and nice. Yeah, me too. I'm sure me too, are. me too, man. Yeah, yeah. And we'd like to shout out to our alien <laughs> brethren out there if they're listening. So, Area 51, yeah. I'm interested. I'm 100% an alien, like, believer, believer, truther, whatever. Like, I, I think it's... It's happening. I'm just interested to... Obviously, there's nothing at Area 51, though, anymore. I reckon they've obviously moved it. Um, or Down there, what is it, S4? Yeah. What is yeah, that? Like, uh, it's up the road, basically. So S4. Was that the one that Bob Lazar was referring to? No. What was it? It's just south of Area 51. Just south of Area 51, exactly. So do you think... Yeah. So Bob Lazar, anyone that hasn't seen it, Bob Lazar claims to have been a... Um, uh, scientist, scientist that worked yeah. on alien craft in Area 51. There is a movie about him on Netflix. If you followed his story for a really long time, you'd, um, you'd know his history. Yeah. 
decent documentary, not hugely well done, I don't think, in my opinion. Um, what what parts don't you think were well done? The whole tone of it for me wasn't right. Okay. The, the way it was presented, I didn't like the way the documentary was made, really. Okay. There were too many things that were like, they bring up, lead up to a big point and that, that clearly needed explanation, but they just moved straight on to the next topic and you're like, hang on. Did you just say Bob Lazar got fucking arrested for being a pimp? I swear that there was a part in there that he got arrested for, yeah, being a pimp. But I'm like, I feel like that needs a little more explanation. Yeah. Um, For instance. Sorry. Yeah, just for instance, that was one one example. But um, yeah, so I feel that, uh, I feel like Bob might have some great stuff to say, but it was undermined somewhat by the style of the documentary. Yes, I agree. I think it's a hard documentary to make when you've got a guy that's claimed forever that he's been working on UFOs and no one believes him. Um, yeah, and this element 115, uh, which is this element that basically is makes the UFO go. It's like no technology we've ever seen. Um, yeah, so I do you think this has a lot to do with Bob Lazar's um, interview on Joe Rogan? This whole story. I do. I think it's a combination of the doco and his interview on Joe that's that's um, led to this movement to uh, to storm Area Fifty One. Yeah, I reckon that has played a big part. Yeah, yeah. So anyone that wants to uh, have a look into what Bob Lazar's on on about and maybe have a look at his documentary and then the interview with Joe Rogan, it seems pretty. But there's lots of people that have said the same thing. He's not the first person to come out and say that there's alien spacecraft like what he's mentioned. There's been lots of people that have done it, so... Yeah. I, I believe that in order to have technologically advanced so quickly at certain stages during our evolution, we've had to have come in contact with alien technology and either reverse-engineered it or been gifted it from them. 100%. That is my opinion. I 100% agree, and that's my sort of thoughts on us going to the moon. I don't think we went to the moon um, the way they, like, I think how many times we went to the moon, six times or whatever, with people. And I yep. don't think we went to the moon that many times um, the way they said. I think we went using alien spacecraft. <laughs> I'm going all out yeah. here today, listeners. Well, here's the thing, and listeners maybe... We'll remember to a couple of pods ago that we did with Jesse Pattinson about the moon landing. Um, Yeah, it's it's a tough one for me to convince me that we had the technology to do that in 69. That's a blanket sort of a thing. There's so many nuances about the whole argument that we could go on about. But um, it is strange. I'll tell you one thing that is strange is the sheer effort given to still trying to prove these conspiracy theories wrong. Like even this week, it's obviously some anniversary of the moon something. Landing. Is it the anniversary of the moon landing? Think, yeah, right. Yeah. So um, there's a lot of, you know, content out there. There's a few docos on television. But, you know, if if it's so crazy, if why, why did they even invest any time or money into disproving them? Mm. Exactly. I... Yeah, exactly. I actually had a um, I had a chat with friend of the show Craig Bombell the other day about this topic. Oh, look out. 
And um, it was just a weird thing we noticed because we had a long conversation on it and then this hadn't, hadn't been happening before we spoke about this and I'm not sure if it's because of the 50-year thing and all that anyway, but San's conversation with uh, Craig, he just keep, kept messaging me, dude, my whole feed is clogged up with anti-conspiracy stuff about the moon like in Facebook or wherever oh, it definitely. is, like just... That's a funny thing to me, dude. Well, very funny. Well, yeah, we, we I don't know even they're listening. Find that we know funny. they're listening. They're but. listening, and it makes me mm. sick. Um, yeah. And that's a whole nother subject. Like they're listening, and then they're selling us stuff. And based on what they're listening, they're listening to all our conversations. So nothing online's private, and nothing online's real. I guess when it comes down to it, I remember I texted. Yeah. Um, I was texting same person, uh, friend of the show, Craig. Um, just a joke conspiracy theory about um, a super super cat race that was going to take over the world. And um, <laughs> yeah. we were going back and forth and then uh, it, it was like, you know, a couple of texts back and forth. And then in my feed, I got something about cats trying to take over the world. I'm not shitting you. Yeah, man. It's weird. Super so weird it's stuff. like, yeah. it's, it's horrible. So yeah, put... Alien technology, clearly. Put your phones down, people. Put your computers down. Get out of the... Uh, get out of the... Rip your face away from the screen as I stare into one right now. Well, it's but it's um, mind control. This is mind control. They're, they're basically another form of mind control. The phone and... Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, um, if the listeners want, we might include a link in the description because I believe there's actually going to be a live stream of this whole event happening. So um, I feel like we need to be there, we'll, to be honest. We need a representative September there, don't 30. we? How, how long do we have? Oh, um, two months, jeez. I feel like we should be on the ground for this. Stay tuned. Anyone want to uh, sponsor us? Kick, do a Kickstarter yeah, for us? Do yeah, do a sponsor for us to get over there. We're open to it and we'll live stream and come back to you with all alien footage. We'll live stream. We'll be the, yeah, the, the, the meetings of the aliens. Um, but yeah, that'll be in the link. So get to it when you like, mate. Let's move on. There has been, in my opinion, since our last podcast, Sweet FA said about this ongoing Jeffrey Epstein case. As it is, have you felt... For those that, um, just to bring you up to speed, uh, Jeffrey Epstein, you can listen to the last pod. We went deep into sort of what kicked off the saga. He's a hugely influential and powerful businessman linked with politicians, educators, hugely powerful people all across the world. He's been convicted of sexual assault. Um, you can check that on online if you'd need an update. But, mate, we just wanted to sort of follow up on that topic how have you found the media coverage in the last week since we last spoke about this? Yeah, common media, like, you know, mainstream, how do you use that word? Mainstream media has turned off the gas, uh, so to speak, and hasn't really been pushing too hard on it. Uh, At all? No, I mean, I'm on a, such a deep tangent with this that I've been sort of all, all, uh, all my... Um, you know, normal news source. I've gone so deep on this that uh, I've been I've been following it pretty. Yeah, hard. you are seeing a lot of it. <laughs> yeah, I've been following it pretty hard. But um, yeah, mainstream media they 
them. They're, and they're not mentioning anything. And the fact that um, Prince Andrew's name's come up quite heavily in the, in the coming week. And also the ex-Prime uh, Minister of um, Israel. Uh, this, this hasn't really been pushed. Now, for me... No, it hasn't at all, man. Like, because... It hasn't in the normal media outlets. Certainly in the in the you know the rabbit holes we go into, they're, they're talking about it, but nothing, nothing. No. So, um, I'll tell you what they are on about, and we you alluded to this earlier in the pod at the top of the pod, and that is, I have to bring this up because to me it is so blatantly obvious, the whole Trump's racist comments about the the so-called squad in the progressive democratic side of things mm. are you across that um his comments towards uh, uh and, Omar, and others. aoc mostly yeah, women yeah. they were mostly women as well weren't they all women all women of color yeah, yes yeah, yeah. um but to me this is like the ultimate distraction and that is all the media have been focusing on is his racist comments, his racist tweets, and no one—they've forgotten about this whole sexual assault thing that could literally touch the highest echelons of power in America and the world. All over this dickhead saying racist shit. So you've hit 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 the nail on the head, mate. So and you've said a few things there that I strongly agree with. Um, people need to. I, I hope people are listening that this is world changing. And you listen to it and you go, oh, how is this world changing? It's just another dirty pedophile and all this. No, this is a dirty pedophile that was bribing high-level parliamentarians, um, elected officials to influence, potentially influence the way our world is run through child prostitution and trafficking. And getting dirt. And getting dirt on people. This changes the course of the history of our whole fucking society. And you go, oh, does it really? We've got Prince Andrew, the Queen's son, involved in this. Okay? We've got the ex-Prime Minister of Israel involved in this. There's photos of him visiting Epstein's house in 2016. Within within hours of several young women turning up to the house, Clinton flying twenty six times on Air Lolita. The you know it goes on and on. It goes on and on. So these are all of the top people in the world. So what we are guessing and what is being assumed is he was a government aide slash spy for either the U.S. or a Mossad back spy. I the latter makes sense. The latter makes sense. He was a Mossad spy. And he was getting dirt on everyone. And his job was to get and sell dirt. Um, we we yeah. touched massively last week on the fact that Epstein really only had one client, the head of Victoria's Secret, which was complete bullshit. This guy was a Mossad agent who has been influencing things from September 11 to every other major event in the world through child trafficking. It's fucking massive. Yeah, man. And I think that speaks to the gravity of the situation. So good on you. It's something that really everyone needs to get across because as you say, it'll affect, it'll affect our place in history, these generations' place in history, but it'll also affect the 
day-to-day living of our children and our children's children and stuff. So don't think it's not as close to home as you think because it is. And we also touched on this that this sort of behaviour and these sort of allegations do extend to Australia. So we all need to perk up and start paying attention to this shit and and doing independent research into it. Really, because like we well, like we said, the the media will will not give this to you. That it's in their interest. Well, they're co- controlled by people who are essentially complicit in these in these operations, in these sexual bloody trafficking operations. So, of course, they're not going to tell you. Murdoch's involved. I wouldn't, you know, I don't know that, but I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be shocked. Ah. So we've got all of these people. We've got ex-prime ministers. We've got presidents. Bill Clinton, once again, rears his ugly head back in another disgustingly horrible situation. Mm-hmm. And this guy... This, um, and this guy is controlling it all. And the fact that the royal family is involved as well sings even louder alarm bells. Yeah, massively. And I guess another update um, from last week's pod was um, Acosta, who is now oh, the yeah. Labor Secretary for the US, former Florida uh, lawmaker who was in charge of originally convi- uh, prosecuting Epstein in, what was it, 2006 or eight or five? Back around then. Mm. Um, he has, he's been allowed to resign this week. Not fired for giving Epstein a sweetheart deal that completely fucked his victims, but he's been allowed to resign. And not only is he allowed to resign, he's still not apologised and still stands behind the decisions made back then. Um, a quote that I've pulled from The Intercept, literally, this makes me sick, but Acosta has said, it was a different time. And all that sort of speaks to is that, yeah, that at least now some of these people are getting their feet held to the fire, whereas then there was no chance because uh, the access to information wasn't like it is now. Um, Another quote from The Intercept uh, suggests that, uh, Acosta himself suggests that times have changed for sexual violence victims is particularly vile because the Department of... Oh, hang on. So this is from The Intercept, a quote from The Intercept. To suggest that times have changed for sexual violence victims is particularly vile because the Department of Labor, under his watch, Acosta they mean, has spent the last year undoing already scant protections for some of the most vulnerable victims of sex trafficking, as well as the US's flawed anti-trafficking policies. So not only is he in the spotlight for having done this evil, evil deal... He has then spent however many, however much time he's been the, uh, the Labor Secretary taking away the protections for sex trafficking victims. This is just alarm bell central, man. What? How can this happen? I just, I can't get my head around it. 100%. 100% it is. And it's extremely, extremely concerning. Um... I know you are you are deep on Trump going down with with a lot of this and being part of a lot of this. What is your thoughts over the last week with um, Trump's involvement and how do you think this is going to play out? Given that Trump is sort of spurring on the investigations into into Epstein and his all of these accusations against him. How is he spurring on the investigations? 
Um, when he's literally let the guy off the hook. Acosta who was charging. I feel like Acosta, yeah, it's horrible what Acosta did, but I feel like there's a lot of dominoes above him um, as far as uh, a lot of... Oh, for sure. He's he's a symptom, not a... Yeah. Not a whatever it is. But um, sort of what you said, though, is to suggest that Trump's spearheading this attack on Epstein, which I can't get on board with. I can't. I don't see the evidence to suggest that. Okay, okay. I, I fully get what you're coming from and where you're coming from with that. That's fine. Let me ask you in a different way. But it's been a long time. Um, Jeffrey, we've been a few presidents. So we had Barack Obama. Um, we've had, yeah. you know, presidents um, previously who haven't pers- um, pursued Jeffrey Epstein. Um, why do you think that this is all coming up now? Because of a report by a Miami Herald reporter who's been working on it for years to expose him. And it just so happens that Trump's in the in the hot seat when it's coming out. You think it's purely because of that report? Because there has been a lot of reports on Jeffrey Epstein, as you and I know, and there's been lots of discussions on him and lots of um, articles and things like that in the past. I guess the Miami Herald one you think is, is enough to really bring this down? Well, I don't think it. It has. Okay. I don't know if that speaks to the what's in the article. I haven't read every other article on it, so I don't know if there's a differentiation there that's significant enough to bring it to the world's attention sort of a thing. But I don't think that... I don't think that's... Uh, if, 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 so you're suggesting All of this that is being... um, it's not the thing... I, uh, I'm st- please tell me. I, I'm interested, honestly, to hear um, how you think that Trump has has instigated this. I don't think Trump necessarily has instigated it, but what I do think is this has been discussed for an extremely long period of time, ever since um, his 13-month um, thirteen month uh, jail sentence, Epstein's jail sentence. So Nighttime detention, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, ever since that, it's been discussed. So I don't think a news article really had anything... I think it helped and it maybe had something, you know, it assisted um, them starting this process again. Um, who is responsible for unsealing the indictments? I don't know. Yeah, okay. Because that's really what changed um, but, everything. Yeah, sure. But so even if it, even if it wasn't that um, article, what was it then? What are you suggesting? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just interested to see what's happening at the moment and to see how this is all going to end up playing out. Um, I think the... Yeah. I mean, the... I mean, the other... Yeah. The opposite is to think that Trump is has any moral compass. But what I'm saying... that's not true. Yeah, of course. And what I'm saying is, is I think previous parent pre- uh, presidents have buried this. Yeah, hundred percent, massively, so big time. I'm saying Trump would have the ability to bury this, like the previous presidents. You reckon? Of course he would. He's burying his tax records. He's burying everything. No, I get. I take your point. So maybe it's that. He's allowed. He hasn't necessarily championed this, but he's looked into it, realised he there's no there's not too much dirt on him, so just oh we'll go for it, sort of a thing maybe. Maybe, maybe I just do think it is 
something we should have keep our ear out uh, uh keep you know keep listening for and just following the story as we are following it um and it's also interesting and important to note what the governments are doing at the moment in, as far as iran and as far as venezuela while all these things are happening because these are the sort of times that they slip off and you know proceed to do things while we're all not looking but yes that is true yeah so I, I don't know. I'm really interested to see. I think the royal family are evil. Um, I think Me too. Prince Andrew's involvement. Um, if someone can give me an explanation as to why they exist in this day and age, I mean, please write to us. Write to us and tell me why a, a, a queen should be sitting up in her palace with all of her riches while we have starving people around the world. Yeah. Um, Actually, this leads into my... I, I'm pretty sure I've done it before on them, but I was going to call bullshit on the royals again today. Oh, so we might as well get it, get into it now. But um, yeah, I was reading the other day, uh, old Harry and Megan, 5.5 million they used of taxpayer money doing up their home. At least. At least. No, yeah, they're probably more. But I mean, if I was in England and I read that, you know, and I was struggling, I just... I cannot, cannot understand the royal thing. Why people would even be look up to them? Why would they do anything? Why would they revere them in any any sense? Also, and that's a great segue into a movie that I watched this week called The Zion King Two. Jump on that on YouTube, and that will explain yeah. it all to you. The royal family are the wealthiest family in the world. Yes. Yes, this they have come to know, and they also have control over the constitutions of governments, which is huge, including the U.S. Nobody government. really knows that. Yeah, yeah, including the U.S. government. So it is a so it's called the Zion King. It gets uh, number two. It gets deleted from YouTube all the time. Jump on, have a look at that. It is scary, scary stuff. To look at how the royal family have sort of um, come to power. And how much control they have on things like the Vatican and things like Washington, D.C. So it's, it's concerning. You see Prince Andrew. I mean, where's the royal family statement? Where the fuck is their statement? Yeah. Yeah, well, the less, the less said, the better, I think. That's the strategy right now. Exactly. And enough, enough, um, enough, all oh, the, it's history. It's actually not history. The way the royal families came to power and things like that is through things like the slave trade and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. So, yep. so I don't think we can sit there and just say, look, this is, um, history and this is, uh, whatever else. It's time to debunk all of this, including as well as area 51, we should be marching on the fucking palace. We should be having hundred million people freaking charging those doors and looting it. I shouldn't say that. Yeah, see, that's now we're talking. I I could get behind that for sure. I retract that. Um, why? I, I well I I what's the opposite? I re retract it. Retract that. I, I tracked that. Yeah. I don't know. I reinstate that statement for myself. Yeah. Because look, what have, uh, we, have we got some royals listening? Do you think? Or? I don't know who we've got, but um, I'm thinking some people. That's no, you're not allowed to inspire, um, you know, stuff like that. No, I believe you should. In well, in instances like that, fuck right, yes, yeah, storm the palace, do it, do it, and have a look into London. 
as a privately owned area and Washington and the Vatican, the three privately owned states in the world. And Google and Google won't let give you much because Google is a fucking absolute scam. YouTube is a scam. Um, but if you can find information on it, have a look at the royal family. They're evil and they're corrupt. And it's time that we got rid of them. And actually, it brings me to one thing that I would like to bring back up in Australia, which we haven't brought back up for a long time. The last um, prime minister that was pushing this was Mr. Paul Keating. Um, it's about time we go uh, start discussing becoming a republic again, in my opinion. Hear, hear. Couldn't agree more. Um, we will also, if we can find it, if it has not been removed, include the link to the Zion King number two in the description. Definitely. It will trip you yeah. out and give you nightmares. Yes, but it's stuff we should really all know. Yeah, it is stuff you should know, like the history about the royal family and the... Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot going on there. Um, yeah, so we, we need to look into it. Princess Diana, like, are we really buying that she died how she died? Come on. No way we're not buying that. Same with JFK, same with all the people that have done good stuff in the world so let's wake up let's wake up that this is now this epstein thing is big and let's start rolling rolling heads and let's hope that we get to storm area 51 and find some yeah. fun loving aliens that um the royal family have kept locked down there for extended periods of time yeah yeah they need a night out i'd say <laughs> take them to cocktails and dreams melba's and yeah, yeah, the drink the, the party <laughs> Yeah, the drink, the sugar shack, bourbon bar. Um, people that may have grown up on the Gold Coast might might really appreciate some of those references. Um, mate, we shall move on. We wanted to speak quickly about something that's happening a little closer to home, particularly closer to our Brass Monkey Queensland offices, and that is, I'm just going to say it: the fuckwits at Adani. Oh, straight up. And, yeah. and and by proxy, the fuckwits in the Queensland government. Yeah, definitely. And who would have thought that we let this mine go through that all of these disgusting politicians were pushing for and within, you know, a month of this being, um, uh, you know, approved and the, one of the steps being put forward, we find out Adani's facing prosecution for allegedly providing false information in the Carmichael report, also wanting names mm -hmm. of the ge uh, geologists and engineers and scientists that were opposing the mine. I mean, wake the fuck up, Australia. That there is not on and super fucked up. And yeah, so to, to explain that, if you want to elaborate on that for the listeners about... So what is it? So um, Cisco basically requested the personal information of the scientists looking into factors that may prevent the Adani mine going forward, correct? Yeah. Let's think about that. The absolute only reason that that would happen would be to bully and intimidate them. Yeah? Correct. Are you with that? Correct. So then we've got a Deputy Prime Minister, Michael McCormack, coming out. And he, this is a quote from him. No doubt they wanted to determine that, I suppose, those arguing against their proposals when we're not just some sort of quasi anti-development groups or individuals. Mm. 
This is from our Deputy Prime Minister commenting on the CSIRO, which is the foremost institution for science in our country that literally employs the smartest minds in our country. Pathetic. So pathetic, man. Um, but th- So we've got to put this in context. This is an Australian politician undermining Australian scientists to enable an international corporation to bully us into doing their bidding. Would it, that is what's wouldn't happening. Wouldn't it be the first time? And no, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But it's just, you think, this thing, you think these things may be moving in a different direction and then something like this happens and you no, it's moving in the exact same direction. Well, yeah, the whole government's compromised. These people that are running yep. this whole thing are just a bunch of uh, patsies. Um, we can't we can't trust what they say, and we shouldn't trust what they say. And in ever, ever and stop thinking that Adani is going to create jobs, and stop thinking that they're going to help us build hospitals. The money is going to go yeah. overseas. They're not going to pay tax. Straight to India. Rupert Murdoch yep. got a bloody half a billion half a billion dollar tax exemption. This is not going to happen. They're not going to. It's not going to be beneficial to us. Do you know what's going to build our hospitals and build our roads and build our healthcare system? The fucking taxes we are paying. The shitloads. Yeah, of- shutting the corporate tax hole. Yeah. That'll fucking get some money. For exactly. It. So maybe if we restructure how all of our taxes are spent and how the government's run, that's maybe a smarter idea. And in, in, instead of letting Adani come in and pillage our fucking natural resources, and I'm I'm fired up. I'm just and people are. People get, um, I'm copping a lot of heat from my Adani view and. Really? Yes. By who? <laughs> Not names, but like. Not names. Uh, but yeah. I mean, what could, what could, what could the possible argument be? The arguments been are the job generation job and the growth right. of the economy and yeah, all of that shit. So great. Well, you often can't fight with them because they'll they'll never get out of that bubble of thinking like that. They can't think beyond that. There's no capacity to think beyond that. No. So you can go to stopadani.org, I guess, and register to sign the petition, which uh, stopadani.com. Um, but I don't know how much that is helping right now. I don't know how much. It's good to see people on the streets up there a fair bit. Yeah, it it's happening. It's happening. You can go to protests and you can do things like that. I should be going to that instead of just talking about it you on a should. podcast, taking the kids along. Should. Actually, I might do that. School holidays. Are, awesome school lesson. holidays. I've run out of things a, to do with them. That don't be cost a, a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, fully. Yeah, so maybe I can do that. Um, so yeah, yeah, Dani. Um, mining engine. But just yeah. Yeah, and it speaks to that. Um, it's sort of in the same vein of, for me, the conservative right in Australia trying to bully and suppress information, basically, yeah. um, and science and flying in the face of facts to do the bidding of their corporate donors. Yeah. Um, you know, and like this is an example. The raids on the ABC were obviously a huge example of that and SBS. Um so what we've got here is a government that is yeah pushing us down the old fascism route. Do you know what I mean? So this is the same government that um, under Turnbull absolutely gutted the CSIRO of something like 350 of our brightest minds yeah. got fired and the funding to them has been gutted. And 
this is an organization that has invented some of the most amazing things for the world, um, Wi-Fi included. So, I mean, it just doesn't make sense to... Because these people are obviously then going to go overseas and wherever they go, that country will get to reap the benefits of the the things they invent. Yeah. So, it's just... It's maddening. It's ethically fucked up. It's It's not economically a sound strategy. It's nothing. It's just complete corporate cronyism it is it is it's horrible and you can actually um yeah more on the uh, Dani bit you can actually go to um upcoming events in melbourne on tuesday the 23rd of july go to stopadani.com and then on uh in i'll be up at the brass monkey offices in queensland yeah you will be and then the first of august there's one in ann street in brisbane which i might take the kids do. Oh, there's one in Tweed Heads as well. So there's heaps. Go to stopadani.com and get amongst it. Find out what's happening and you'll start asking yourself, what the hell is this government doing? And why aren't we um why aren't we making more more of a big deal out of this? Yep. Full on, mate. We've given them something to think about today. We have, and uh, I wanted to end with one little segment, just surprise segment for you. My favourite go Which we've it. been uh, trying to do this segment for some time. So a little bit of what have you been listening to? Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, fully. We're going to drop, as we both like our music. Um, the listeners probably wouldn't even be aware of this, but we're actually fun-loving individuals that love having <laughs> a beer and, and listening to music and, uh, you know, having a laugh. But um, we're huge music fans. So, yeah, we'd love to inject some music recommendations into the pod. What have you got going on, my friend? Well, I've got the one that you put me on six months ago and I never really listened to it, which is um, Hobo Johnson. Oh, shout outs. Massive. Um, Huge. Finally, finally a band doing something different. Holy shit. Now, that is... Uh, as someone who loves their rap... Um, and just, I actually love, uh, I love a bit of, um, like, I don't know if you call it street poetry, but um, I do like a bit of poetry as well. Slam, Slam poetry. poetry. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah, and I really, really like, um, I'm really loving Hobo Johnson. He's going to be fucking massive uh, if he's not already. Yeah, and the clip for, I, I still don't know if it's a dude or a band, like... I feel like it's the guy and he's just got a band behind him. But anyway, so he produces the film it all? To the, um, he produces really? it and his band's called The Love Makers. Right on, right on. Well, there's also an incredible clip that accompanies this, I guess, the first release to get some popular acclaim. We will include that link in description also. We definitely will. But yeah, shout outs, doing some mad shit. Well done. How about yourself, mate? Um, I... Yeah, I guess that over to me. Um, new music. Well, I feel like this could also be old music recommendations. Of course, too. it could be anything. Just what yeah. are you listening to? I am firmly, firmly back in my deep country phase oh. at the moment. So, yeah, I've been splashing out some Hank Williams Jr. Yeah. Um, most of this week. A lot of Chris Christopherson, some Waylon Jennings. Um all these guys uh, are legends of the country game. 
And um, you know what? I think it might be because I'm still on Dry July. And so these guys, well, they're talking about having a good time and drinking and stuff. And so maybe that's getting me through. I'm not sure. But yeah, I'd recommend um, if you want to get a good, if you're yeah, into your country Tell me music, a good one out of, out of all of that. Like I've never really listened to much Hank Williams or anything like that. Like I've always liked country um but i haven't spent a lot of time with it so what would you listen to like what would be your um well as far as yeah something to listen to now and something that i've been listening to recently to keep it keep it in context of this segment go to a song hank williams jr whiskey bent and hellbound is one um if you like that you're bound to like hank and also family tradition is another great one uh, to get you started on that sort of a trip, um, have a listen. Let us know what you think. I'm a huge fan. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Well, yeah, let's um, get amongst that and uh, get around a bit of Hobo Johnson if you want to listen to some interesting, great music. For sure, for sure. And we will include all the links that we've mentioned in this episode in the description, including Hobo and Hank. We will. And Mate. yeah. Thanks for joining us. Please hit subscribe and tell all of your friends, your family about the podcast. Yes. Email us with your criticisms, with your compliments, with your song suggestions, with your topic suggestions, with your with a screenshot of the tickets to Area 51 that you're going to in September. Send it all to info at brssmnky.com.au. And we will reply. Definitely. And hit us up if you're either pro-reptilian or pro-alien, short alien. Yes. Yes. Very important. All right. That's it for another week. We shall see you next time. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you. Have a good one. See you. Bye.